Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Coaches and Leaders Assemble podcast, the podcast for all things coaching, leadership, people and culture. In today's podcast, I share some of my top tips on how, when and why to use coaching in the workplace and also the potential times when coaching might not be the approach to take. Notice my use of the word potential times. We'll explore that in more detail by recognising to coach or not to coach. That is the question. So are you ready to dive in? Coaches and leaders, let's assemble. Okay, I have to be honest and tell you that I think I've always been a coach, even as a child. And that might sound a little bit random, but I've always been a curious person. Now, some people in my personal and professional life might say curious as in nosy, but I love listening to people's stories. I love asking people questions. I love being there for others. I'm always curious on the strategies that we all have, which are always so unique, so different. No two people think act and do or be in the same way. We're all so different and that's what makes the world go round. The courses of actions that we take, the decisions that we come to. I think this is why I love coaching so much. It can be such a powerful tool or an approach or a style or a mindset, insert adjective slash verb. I can never remember which one is which (laughs) and whatnot of choice there. And this is what I want to get across on today's podcast. Coaching is one of many things that we have at our disposal to help us make change and move forward. Now, you'll recall from my earlier podcast episodes that the best definition or explanation that I have into what coaching is and what it does is that it's simply a practice which helps us make change and move forward. However, it's not the only thing that we have to help us. We can learn, we can train, develop, be mentored, seek feedback be led, be managed, be advised, seek out counsel, be consulted, as well as recognise those things that we can offer to others. We can also lead, manage, advise, mentor or counsel others as well. So it's two-way. We can offer that to others and also receive those things as well. Now, all of this depends on one thing, the approach that you take as a leader, manager, coach, however you describe you and your role in your workplace, should be for the best interest of the person who requires to make change and move forward. That's the only thing that's important. What does that person need at that moment in time? What does that person need in order to fulfil what the business or organisation or team requires at that moment in time? Think about that for just a moment. I'm a fan of taking the myths out of coaching. I firmly align with the simplicity that we all have the capacity to coach. It doesn't have to be a big scary thing that you need all of the academic qualifications, you know, plastered all over your wall. I mean, of course, coach training is vital. I think it's really important, but it doesn't have to be solely about that. It's about conversation. That's where it starts from. Conversation. It's about listening it's about asking questions, it's about holding space, it's about being that person that has another person's back. Even in the times when we are managing, we're leading, we're mentoring, counselling, advice giving, instructing and so forth, we need to strip it right back and ask, what does this person in front of me need right now? Because in that moment, we might need to switch hats. Now, here comes the caveat. I have mentioned the words counsel and counselling 
in the practice of giving advice or guidance. I am not a counsellor. Coaching is not counselling, just as much as it's not mentoring or managing and so on. If the person that you are working with or you and yourself needs specialist support, then please, please, please always do the right thing by you and your coachee and refer on to a professional counsellor if that's what's needed. If therapy is the thing that the person needs in that moment in time, don't be afraid to be the person to say that that's potentially what's needed because that's what the person might need from you in that moment at that time. Now, this episode probably had the potential to be a good old 50, 45, however many minutes long to an hour, maybe more. But I want to strip it right back and share some just contextual situational workplace examples in a nice, short and straightforward punchy episode. So that again, we're stripping it back and recognising the workplace examples of when coaching is the tool or approach that we should be taking and when it's not. Now, I mentioned in the introduction the how, the way and the why for coaching. And there are some things that I would ask you to consider when deciding if coaching is what's needed by the person in front of you at that time. Remember, that person could be a colleague, a team member, a line manager, even yourself. Self-coaching is super powerful. Coaching is a conversation. It's a conversation with the purpose of helping someone make change and move forward. You'll be sick of me saying that by now, I'm sure, but it's so important. Ultimately, we're raising awareness in yourself or others, depending on your self-coaching or coaching others, and we are taking action and facilitating the environment and the opportunity for others to raise their awareness and take the action that's appropriate for them, their scenario, their situation at that time. Now, coaching can be really great for many different things. Think about the opportunities to goal set. Maybe you'll be taking people through reviews, appraisals, all those lovely things, one-to-ones, goal setting at the start of a week, month, quarter, year, whatever that might look like. You might use coaching for problem solving. I find it fascinating for using for po- from a problem solving perspective. I always think that's really useful. You might use it to further enhance and develop someone's capability, maybe improve or enhance their performance. Maybe it's about preparing ourselves, preparing another person or helping them prepare their state, their mindset perhaps, helping them unlock potential, helping that person move forward. Maybe it's about improving someone's confidence, making change, increasing self-awareness, improving self-esteem, empowering people, providing support, getting clarity on the decisions that we might need to make, and then committing to that action, whatever that looks like, making those decisions. Now, most of these contexts aren't necessarily a one-time sitting or a one-time fix. There may be scenarios that require time and repeat coaching, repeat conversation. Now, if the scenario or the context that you or someone else find yourselves in requires a quick turnaround, then perhaps sometimes a mentor or a consultant style is more helpful where instruction or advice is given to meet that short deadline or time frame. We don't always need a coach in those circumstances and we don't always need to be coaching. Sometimes we don't have the luxury of time. Sometimes we need direction. We need a steer or we need the solution to be provided. Sometimes we don't have the resource or the knowledge or the experience to deal with a problem or work toward a goal. We might need to take time to gain that. 
However, all of this can be uncovered by a conversation with a curious approach of listening and asking questions first and then agreeing with the person the best way forward. If coaching continues to be the solution or the opportunity, then so be it. But it's okay if it's something else. Remember, all we're doing in those circumstances, those scenarios, is that we are switching hats. So what are some of the cues and clues, the giveaways, the things that might lead to a conversation that might lead to coaching or something else? Now, I find most of my coaching conversations or in general everyday workplace conversations usually come about spontaneously. Now, of course, we'll have the formal opportunities to sit down with our colleagues, one-to-ones, meetings, check-ins, all of those things. But sometimes the best coaching conversations or the things that might lead to a coaching conversation come from having a rant, (laughs) let's be honest, or a download or an offload of something that maybe a person wants to get off their chest. You know, that good old saying, a problem shared is a problem halved, right? Perhaps. Maybe sometimes we need to just say stuff out loud for movement and change to commence, such as sharing a big idea or a goal. Sometimes we're scared to say it out loud, but maybe the saying it out loud commits us to putting it out there and maybe making that change and moving forward. Of course, the formal coaching conversations happen and they have their place too. Coaching conversations can arise from absolutely anywhere. Feedback, observation, data, reflection, the list is endless. Listen out for the language that people use or the internal dialogue or the self-talk that we have going on for ourselves. So are you talking about things or saying things like you wish to improve on? Something you might want to start doing, something you might want to change or you recognise, oh, I need to stop doing this. Or maybe the language is about something a person or you might want to develop or enhance. Maybe there's something you want to increase or decrease. Maybe there's something you want to learn, something you recognise that you have a need for. Maybe there's something you'd like to have happen. Maybe there's things you'd like to do more of, less of, the same of. Maybe things you'd like to do differently, something you'd like to create, have, be, do, gain, something you want. These are all your coaching conversation starters for 10. We need to have listened for them though. Then we get curious. Ask people what's on your mind, what's going on for you, what's happening? What's challenging about this situation or the scenario that you're facing? What have you done? What have you tried? What have you considered? What's the impact on you, your team, your business, your organisation, your family time, your social time? What's your ideal outcome? And why is this important? And why now? And what do you need or want right now? These questions are super powerful. It gets us into that space of recognising what is it that we're going to do? What is it that we're going to affect or change? Now, the potential answers here to those questions are off the scale on where it could go. And this is where coaching might not be the only or the final thing that will help that person or you make that change and move forward. A person might need you to share your wisdom, your experience, like a mentor. The person might need you to give them an answer or an instruction, like a manager, a leader. Or a person might need you to give them advice or a suggestion, not in a therapy style or counselling way, but they might want you to take on the role more so of a consultant style approach. Remember the different hats, all right? So even if these few examples 
we can see that taking a coaching approach through curious conversation is the right way forward, then so be it. This can be the catalyst that opens up so many avenues to move forward. Sometimes the hardest thing is choosing which one it is in that moment. Think about that for just a moment yourself. So here are my top tips of when coaching perhaps isn't the answer. It's quite simply when you or the person that you are coaching recognise the need for something else. You've listened, you've got curious and then we've recognised coaching's not the thing that's needed here. It doesn't have to be. Yes, we can have everyday coaching conversations and I'm a fan of that, by the way, I might add, but it's not the be all and end all. It's not the sole thing. Maybe we don't have the luxury of time. Maybe something is actually mission critical. And in that moment, we need that advice. We need that suggestion. We need that little, what's the word, that fishing line, something to grab onto that helps us make that change and move forward. Maybe there's a lack of resource, a lack of knowledge, a lack of confidence, a lack of buy-in. Sometimes we just need something else. And my final thought of when not to use coaching, please don't use coaching as solely the tool that's wheeled in and wheeled out to address an underperformance. This massively devalues the opportunity that coaching can bring to you, your people, your organisation. It can be often viewed then as a negative if we take that approach, if we're wheeling it in and wheeling it out to address an underperformance. It's the thing then that we realise or we get that mindset in an organisation, oh, we're having some coaching and that's happening because shit's hit the fan. Let's be brutally frank and honest about it. Let's turn this around and let's use coaching as a conversation starter and see where that leads us next. How does that sound? I think it's a good way forward. Now there's a lovely toolkit for subscribers available with today's podcast. Just a little article that I've shared and some coaching questions for you to consider. So you are missing out if you're not already a subscriber, but fear not, you can always subscribe. Head on over to www.dnacoach.co.uk slash podcast. Get your details in there and I will ensure that you get the toolkit delivered straight to your inbox. Of course, check your spam filter. You never know what goes on there. And join me next week for our podcast introducing the topic of resilience and having a resilient mindset. Don't forget to download the episodes from wherever you digest and consume your podcasts. Like them, share them. And of course, have a great week, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Coaches and Leaders Assemble podcast. Bye for now, everyone. Take care.